The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. Yes, I did say live, because <laughs> I know we've had. A lot of pre-recorded shows, we're going to have some more uh, because of our lineup and sometimes people who come on from the West Coast and from Central Time Zone and stuff like that. So I hope you guys are enjoying those and I hope they're informative to get you out, <clears throat> not just taking in information, but but to take it out and to do something with it. I'm the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com or also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page. There are two video links there. The bottom one is us. You'll see it going live. And um, I'm going to have to deal with somebody in the chat here. I guess they think it's a spam thing. Or something for the... Everybody knows about the absolute proof, uh, Darren. <laughs> We've put it out there. It's on the website. We don't need it spammed in the thing. So please, quit spamming it. There's enough links there, okay? Thank you. Um, <clears throat> in any case, you've got uh, the live stream here. If you'd like to watch us live, you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, and we're going to play a couple of videos this morning. You guys will be able to hear them at Red State Talk Radio because we're letting the people speak for themselves. In fact, we're, we're trying to set both of them up, uh, and I'll tell you about that in just a moment. But you can click on that. You can also join us in the chat if you'd like to do that. We'd like to hear from you there. You can also give us a call, 215-867-8255 or 215-TOP-TALK. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you, okay? If you got a comment or a question, and please stick to the topic we're going to be on, which is going to be on a U.K. nurse and a U.S. businessman who are calling out their governments for their COVID tyranny. That's what they're doing, okay? And right above this video is Bradley's show from Saturday, all right? So you can click on that and watch that, and then he'll be live. This will change over. It'll be a live video at 3 p.m. Eastern. You can catch Bradley in the afternoon, and he should be on today. I think he and his family were getting in really late last night from their you know, hat trick that they've been doing, Michigan, Ohio, and Tennessee, where they've been speaking at many events there. And so uh, 
you know, keep an eye on, on him this afternoon. Also, right above the videos, there's a place where you can subscribe to our newsletter. We don't rent your email. We don't spam you. We don't sell it. Okay? You're not going to be getting all kinds of emails with, you know, advertisers and stuff like that. In fact, we would like to get away from the advertising we even have on the website, but the support is not there yet uh, for all of that. With that said, subscribe to that. You'll also get within the newsletter not only all the articles we do, but among those is the Morning Show Archive. I archive that for you. All the videos you'll see today, any of the other things that we have here will be in that email as well, okay? And if you agree with the Sons of Liberty Media's message, and again, we don't ask you for money. We just tell you the needs that we have. It does cost money to do all that we do. There's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com if you'd like to make a one-time donation or if you'd like to partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. This is uh, those who contribute monthly and donate and support us. That's also available at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then also there's a button, our store button here. And you can click on that. We've got lots of products in there, some to equip you. Some are great conversation starters, T-shirts, coffee mugs, water bottles, um, CDs, DVDs, books, all kinds of stuff in there. And when you get that, you do help support the Sons of Liberty, and we're very grateful to you guys for that. Now, I, I got several things, and um, Kate is sending me something else here, so I might get this in a minute. But it was in conversation over the weekend with two individuals. One is Tony Roman here in the States from Basilico's and out in Huntington Beach, California. So if you're out in the Huntington Beach, California area, you want to go by Tony's place and you want to support him. If you believe in freedom and liberty, and those two things are different, okay? They're not the same thing. If you believe in freedom and you believe in liberty, Go see Tony and support his business. Tony has been one of those guys who has not bowed the knee to tyranny, not once. California wanted to shut down all businesses, churches, blah, 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 that they deemed non-essential, and Tony basically told them to go fly a kite. Okay? And um, I spoke with Tony last year. We were going to try to get him on the show, and he was just overwhelmed with business. He really was. And even this weekend, it was kind of interesting because uh, we were texting back and forth, and he was actually serving the guys from the Recall Gavin uh, deal. They were celebrating because I think yesterday was the last day they had to get all of the signatures in that they went way over their goal. They went way over 2 million signatures, which their goal was 1.8. And he was serving them at the time. So I thought that was kind of cool. Here's a guy who's been standing up to the tyranny. And now he's serving the people who are also standing up to tyranny and uh, seeking to remove the tyrant himself, Gavin Newsom. So we're going to see if we can get Tony on. But uh, for whatever reason, because of his busyness with dealing with that, but he said he did want to come on. So we're going to have him on. But what I want to do is Tony has been requested by the... ABC, the Alcohol Beverage Control, courts to or to appear in court. Okay. Why? Because he is staying open. And it gets better. He doesn't allow masks in his restaurant. He doesn't allow them. He's doing the very opposite of all of these little puppet 
businesses that want to try to enforce, they want to try to force you to wear a mask. He's doing, he's telling you, if you got a mask, you're not coming in here. You're going to take that thing off. Okay. I mean, you, you got to love the guy. You really do. So they've summoned him to court, not once, but twice now. So after this second time, Tony had a word for the courts, for the prosecutors, for the judge. And he's got a special little message here for Gavin Newsom. And uh, what I want to do is I want to play this for you. You're going to love it. I mean, you're going to want to stand up and cheer. You're going to order, want to order something from Tony's restaurant. I can tell you that. All right. This is uh, Tony Roman. And this is his open message to the judge, prosecutors, and department supervisors, including a very special one he has for Gavin Newsom. And uh, this should come up here rather shortly. Judge, prosecutors, and supervisors, here we are once again. And just in case you have already forgotten, my name is Tony Roman. Your state court scheduled a new hearing for today, this time for the second group of silly charges your department filed all the way back in August of last year. For some reason, your agency insists on wasting everyone's valuable time, so I will begin by addressing you all briefly once again, but will then move on with my message and speak directly to the man who has you like puppets on a string. Look, I made myself perfectly clear in my last video message that I will reject any invitation to appear and defend myself for something that needs no defense. I will give you no authority over us where you have none because we both know that there have been no real crimes or violations committed here. So you can stop already with the constant barrage of stacks of legal paper you send me. It's obvious as millions of Americans have had their jobs ripped away, you bureaucrats have kept yours. Pushing your pencils, wasting taxpayer dollars, processing worthless documents I don't even read. You pay quack scientists, so-called expert witnesses who have nothing better to do and who don't even believe their own testimony, perjuring themselves. And I will remind you that you're using our tax money to fund your attempt to prosecute us. It's like stealing our kitchen knives and trying to stab us in the back with them. It is instead all of you who must defend yourselves for willfully violating our constitutional rights as your own supervising agents have admitted doing under oath. And ironically, agents of your own department who are scheduled to be at your hearing today there to try and prosecute me have privately expressed understanding and support for our positions, just like members of your fellow state agency, Cal OSHA. Look, I have gone over all of this already in my previous video message. If some of you haven't seen it, then I suggest you go to MakeRestaurantsGreatAgain.com and watch it. So today I will just give you all a pass for now and again won't be embarrassing any of you today by naming names, potentially costing you your jobs, because it is clear that you know not what you do as you continue to just make up the rules as you go. I actually feel sorry for all of you and your lack of courage to do what you know is right. I know it's your boss who intimidates you, making you feel the same fear he pressures you to inflict on small business owners to threaten honest, hardworking people who have invested everything they have to try and achieve the American dream for themselves and their families. It is clear that all of you are simply harassing us to satisfy your master. So I will now move on to him, the real source of all of this nonsense, the person ultimately responsible, the person I refer to as the tiny tyrant in Sacramento, Gavin Pelosi. Hey Gavin, I'm talking to you. Your attacks on us, a small Italian restaurant minding its own business, started 
with a criminal case initiated against us last year by your attack dogs you call your strike teams, followed by multiple accusations of ABC violations, threats to revoke our valuable and hard-earned liquor license, and even an OSHA search warrant. As you attack and look to punish honest, hardworking Americans, you open the jails and release real criminals, violent criminals onto our streets, endangering innocent law-abiding citizens. You invest resources in locking down churches while you help unlock our border and kick the door wide open for anyone to enter. You rob children of their education, but defend sex offenders who prey on them. So I have since on social media and in the news publicly demanded that you either officially file charges and face us in criminal court before a jury of our peers or get the hell out of our way and still not a peep out of you. What you don't seem to understand is that our stand is different than others you have faced. Ours is uncompromising and unbreakable because it's not about our right to run a business, earn an income, pay our rent, and save our business. Our stand has always been about something so much bigger than ourselves. Our fight is only about one thing, to defend American liberty and freedom, and it begins and ends there. Amen. And to be clear, we aren't trying to make a political statement. You will never find campaign signs or party affiliations posted anywhere at our business or on social media. What we have done is not about being a Democrat or Republican, liberal or conservative. We are simply patriots who love our country, and what we are fighting for should be important to every American. So in this fight, as we have said so many times before, we have dedicated our business as a constitutional battleground, willing to risk everything for the sake of doing our part to help defend and preserve America as we knew it. As you and your shady gang try to dismantle everything we cherish that makes this the greatest and freest country on earth, and we would have done the exact same to defend, even if our business and location was just a plot of dirt with a door on it. This showdown between us all comes down to our will to defend liberty and freedom versus your apparent will to wage a war of tyranny on American citizens. Between the two, you know you don't stand a chance. So I will make things easy and again in open defiance, lay it all out for you. Since the first day of your lockdowns, the forced self-imprisonment of my fellow Americans we have operated openly and fully, inside and out, with zero restrictions. We have never shut down anything for one second. We did not run from your threats, but instead thank God for putting us on the front lines of this fight, blessing us with this opportunity to go into battle against you and the legions of American-hating zombies who worship people like you. We have even flouted your tyrannical, arbitrary, inept mandates, to name just a few. You mandated masks, the greatest weapon of the lockdowns, a symbol of control, fear, and surrender, and we ban them. No one is allowed into our restaurant wearing one. You impose a 10 p.m. curfew, and we extended our hours. And when actions such as these made the heads of your anti-American supporters explode, the members of your mini Gestapo went on the attack, making death threats, threatening my life personally, threats to burn down our restaurant, to spread the virus inside, and flooding the internet with one-star reviews, along with your Hollywood elitist pals launching boycotts against us. What did we do? We responded by erecting a billboard, taunting them. And some even say to us, because of our actions, we have big balls. But what's really big is the heart we have to fight for our country. And every time you go on the attack, our hearts get even bigger. I know what you're now thinking. Since none of your threats to scare us into complying work, then maybe you should just have cut off our water and electricity. But no, 
You need to think more like your loser fascist hero Mussolini as he long ago cut the supply of pasta to his own Italian citizens when trying to control them. You see, as my great friend Doug once said, being an Italian restaurant, you would have had a better chance of shutting us down if you cut off our supply of olive oil and garlic. We know the game. It's all set up for you little dictators to win either way. So in the future, people are conditioned to go into lockdowns for any given reason. Number of cases go down and you can try and justify more shutdowns by saying, see, they worked. And if cases go up, you can say, see, we need to lock down harder next time. But you know damn well science has no bearing on freedom. Show me where the word science is used anywhere in our constitution as a basis for infringing on our liberties. What you seem to forget, though, is that our position represents many millions of freedom-loving people around this state and this country, those who come from far and wide to support us. We are no longer just a restaurant, but in spite of you, a gathering place of American patriots, where we roll 1776 style, where movement has taken hold, and this is why you might now find yourself barely clinging to power. So here is an idea for you, Gavin, one I have shared with so many other government agents you have also pressured to enforce your mandates. Try this, look in the mirror, examine your conscience, remember the oath you took, and stand down and stand with us. For the first time in your life, stand on the side of American liberty and freedom. Stop with the political theater already. Then you won't have to sneak away and hide from the cameras again when wanting to dine out with a group of your friends and without masks. Hell, I may even let you take a peek inside my restaurant to witness vintage America. <laughs> if when there on the steps in front, you admit to your mistakes, issue an apology to all Californians for the pain and suffering you have caused them and for the wreckage you have made of their small businesses, and most importantly, you must also officially announce you are stepping down as governor, effective immediately. But before you resign, I call on you to order all state judges to drop all charges against all California business owners who have defied your reckless mandates, and for you to urge all of your fellow governors to do the same in their states, especially the wicked witch in Michigan demanding that she release from jail immediately Marlena Pavlis Hackney, a business owner and brave American patriot who fled communism to only sadly experience the same thing here. Instead, it is the witch who should be in prison for treason. And because of your arrogance, if you ignore these conditions, then at least stop embarrassing yourself by sending your version of the Soviet secret police to our restaurant to do your dirty work for you. Why don't you instead find some courage, come down and face me yourself, man to man, and we could take it from there. Because look, Gavin, we aren't backing down. We won't ever surrender. We will never dishonor the founders of our nation who risked it all when gifting us the protections of our God-given freedoms. And we won't dishonor our brave soldiers who have over the last 244 years given their lives defending those gifts. So stop acting like a wannabe little dictator. This isn't North Korea. This is the United States of America, the land of the free and home of the brave, a place where a cowardly shrinking man like you is weighing over your head. Never forget that you're just an elected public servant who will soon be rendered to the ash heap of history and you will only be remembered for the way you have betrayed the trust of American citizens the same way you once betrayed the trust of your own deputy chief, staff, and campaign manager. Doing what you did to him, a very close friend of yours, should have disqualified you from holding any office ever again, and your man card should have also been revoked. Instead, it's time for you to surrender before it gets really embarrassing for you. All right, I'm done with you for now. Next, I want to address those of you who claim to be American patriots. I lose my patience when I hear many of you thanking and praising your governors for slowly handing back your freedoms, talking as if you have Stockholm Syndrome. 
especially those of you who live in states like Mississippi, Texas, and even Florida, where your governors have R's in front of their names. These governors try and rebrand themselves as heroes, suddenly coming to your rescue to free you from your detention. But they are not American heroes. They have behaved like American traitors. Any elected government officials who have locked you down and who have enforced any shutdown restrictions for even one minute can never be trusted to lead again and also should never be allowed to run for office in this country again, not even for dog catcher. A new standard must be set for all future candidates who must first demonstrate they will lead guided only by the principles of the U.S. Constitution, respecting the foundation for which our nation was founded upon, and nothing less can be good enough and would be a slap in the face to the people we honor in our fight. And if we settle for anything less, we are destined to experience all of this all over again, deserving what we get. In March 2020, you were asked to self-imprison for 15 days, and because of low standards, most of you surrendered, allowing the snake in the door, enabling the enemy of freedom to creep inside and destroy our American way of life, infecting you and accelerating only the spread of the most dangerous virus of all, the virus of fear. And whether you know it now or not, your reluctant subjugation has damaged your self-respect and has demoralized your spirit. As Americans, you shouldn't have locked yourself down for 15 seconds. And if you have voluntarily shut down your business, thinking when reopening, things will feel normal again, they won't. Your business has forever lost a part of its soul. If it's ever had one, it will never feel the same with the scars of surrender a part of its history forever. You can now only heal by opening now and doing it fully and boldly. And if inside there are still any symbols of the lockdown, starting with masks, then you are not truly open. So I ask you to make this pledge, should they ever try this again, that you will also take a hard, uncompromising stand as we have in an all or nothing fight to defend our freedoms. Because when standing together in this way, the enemies of freedom don't stand a chance. Remember, you're Americans, so next time act like it. The rest of the world is watching. And to all of you who make the ground under your feet your own constitutional battleground, no matter where you are when facing the enemies of freedom, we stand with you, just as you have loyally with us throughout. You have our respect, our gratitude, and your support will never be forgotten. You will forever be part of our story. Until next time, leave the mask, take the cannoli, make restaurants great again. God bless my mother Rose and the good fellas of Basilicos, and God bless America. Hey man, Tony Roman. Oh my goodness, folks. My goodness. Come on. Now somebody needs to get behind this guy. I think a lot of people are behind him. And uh, that's why I played it. That's why I want him on the Sons of Liberty because Tony Roman is doing, he's doing what we talk about here. He's, he's coming alongside us in doing what we're doing. Imagine a business that defies tyranny to the point where they do exactly the opposite. Did you hear what he said? Government says you got to wear a mask. You aren't coming in our restaurant with a mask on. By the way, <clears throat> in my conversation with Tony, um, I don't know, it's been a couple of months ago. We were talking and he wanted to, now he's in Huntington Beach. He has, he has that, that restaurant there. But he wanted to put his leave the mask, take the cannoli all over America. He just wanted to do it to put it out there 
to put it in the face of tyranny. He wanted to put it on Red State Talk Radio's billboard. And by the way, if you want, if you want advertising there and get you advertising there, just contact me and I'll, I'll hook you up, okay, in Times Square. But the people behind the billboard didn't want to do it because New York had a mask mandate. Let that sink in for a second. They didn't want his money to promote something about freedom, about liberty. Freedom. Freedom is a mindset, folks. Liberty is what you do with that mindset under God. The right to do the right thing. Tony's doing the right thing. You go, some people, now look, I I read in the chat, everybody was behind Tony. Nobody said anything bad, and I'm glad to see that. Because Tony's doing the right thing. He's pointing back to the law. Yeah, even Gavin Pelosi. (laughs) I love that he called him out. Revoke his man card. Gavin's a pretty boy. You can see he likes to print. By the way, he's also the ex-husband of uh, Trump Jr.'s uh, girlfriend, by the way. In case you didn't know, that they just kind of mix it all up. I I don't know what the principles are there. I'm just saying. Some people may be going, well, Tony doesn't know the law, and the law says this. There is no law. There is no law regarding any of this stuff. This is thuggery. It is racketeering. It is extortion. It is crime. You say, well, he's just doing whatever he thinks may be right. I'm just taking on some of the people who are, who, who may be saying, well, this guy's out of there. Romans 14, excuse me, Romans 4.15. Here's what it says. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression or there is no crime. You see, all moral law is based upon the law of God. This nonsense that we've got now, it's gotten way out of hand. And I know some people are big on speed limits. But let me ask you something. If speed kills, if it's a crime, if it really is a crime, why do we allow government to violate that law? To catch the guy going five miles over the speed limit, or ten, or whatever the case may be. Why do we do that? Why, when they say a plant is illegal and we can break down your door in the middle of the night and come in, even if we got the wrong house or we got innocent people in there or there's nothing to be found, we allow the, 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 the cops to hold that plant. In fact, we allow them to smoke it. We allow them to eat it. We allow them to do whatever they will, have it in their possession, buy it, whatever they will, to try to, quote-unquote, get the lawbreakers. Aren't they breaking the law in doing that? It, it almost sounds like Paul in Romans 2. Do you teach people not to steal, but you rob temples? Do you tell people not to commit adultery, but you're committing adultery? That's exactly what's going on here. Tony is calling them out for their crimes against the people. And he's not backing down. And you know what? People... Love that. They will get behind that. You need to support Tony Roman. If you're in the Huntington Beach, California area, Basilicos, check it out. Support them. Support them with your prayers too, guys. If, you, if you're not in that area, support them. Drop a note to Tony. Call Basilicos and tell them that you stand with Tony. Give him your support. 
You got a guy going out and facing the giant or the little man, the little tyrant, as he calls him. But it's a giant to a lot of people. Go and support that guy with everything you got. Support him. Bradley does the same thing, by the way, when he goes out and he gives this message all across the country. He does the same thing. Now, I don't have that platform to go and do those kinds of things. But I do it in my sphere of influence. When I go out, that's exactly what I do. I resist all of this stuff. Nope, he's not been arrested. He's not. Somebody's asking if he's been arrested. No, he's not been arrested. Tony has just stood firm on the belief that somebody gave him freedom. And he wants to defend that freedom. Where are the men and women who are willing to do that in their sphere of influence? You don't have to do it on a national level. Tony's getting some national coverage because he is rejecting a lot of this stuff. And good for him. You know, God always raises up people through those kinds of ranks. When you read the story of Joseph, Joseph gets betrayed by his brothers. He goes into Egypt as a slave. He remains faithful to God. And even though he remains faithful to God, he's lied about by the wife of the man he's serving. And he goes to jail. And in the jail, he's faithful to God there. He doesn't complain. He's faithful to God there. He's used where he can be used. And eventually, guess what? God raises him up to second in command in Egypt. He is used as a type of Christ, a shadow of the Christ, to save many people, not only in Egypt, but outside of Egypt, including his own family. We see somebody like Daniel, who is taken through captivity into Babylon because of the sins of his people. And God uses Daniel's faithfulness to God to raise him up. Gives him favor in the sight of the king. Gives him courage to speak the truth to the king of what God has said. Ultimately, to have the conversion of Nebuchadnezzar. And even to the king who comes after him, Darius. As he speaks to Darius, as he serves Darius. And Darius would ultimately follow through with what God had said. He had called him out, Cyrus. From before, he said, he's my man. And Daniel had been reading Jeremiah. He knew the time of exile, of the Babylonian occupation of his people was almost over, 70 years. And that Cyrus was going to send them out. And Daniel was faithful in that. And I could go on and on and on with people all throughout biblical history and history outside the Bible where they were faithful, God raised them up and He used them. He used them for His glory and He used it for the freedom of the people. Okay? Now, there's something else that I got and I'm going to pull this down here so that we can uh, show you the video. Last night, uh, I got this video uh, from Kate. Now, by the way, let me, let me just let you know this. You guys know that Kate and Dr. Kevin Corbett, if you're paying attention on Saturdays, they started something called the Medical Revolutionaries. And uh, it's just something to where, you know, they're getting the word out on a lot of this stuff, a lot of the 
problems with the current health system, the Rockefeller health system, let's call it that. By the way, it was interesting. Our, our pastor yesterday, in his message, reminded people that John D. Rockefeller, uh, it's, a, it's a great shame to the Presbyterian church, but it's not the church's fault the guy went and broke the covenant, okay? John D. Rockefeller was a catechized Presbyterian boy. That's what he was. And he rejected it like Esau did, his birthright. And he went and pursued money. And remember, Jesus said, you can't serve money and serve God. You'll love one and hate the other. Rockefeller loved money. He loved riches. And our pastor pointed that out. And what he said was, how much do you think he's enjoying all those riches that he had? The richest man ever to live, even if you brought it up to modern times, he would be far more wealthy than Bill Gates or any of these knuckleheads who are out there with all their cash. While his body is rotting in the ground, he's enjoying nothing. Except the judgment of God. Just give that a thought for a second. There's a young lady who is a nurse in the UK, and Kate sent me this video. Now, I sent her a message because I wanted to see if we could get her on the show first thing this morning. We were trying to get Tony on too, but of course of uh, the serving that he was doing there for the people over the weekend, you know, he, he just wasn't able to do it. So we're going to see if we can get him on maybe later in the week. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But this young lady is a nurse in the NHS. She left the NHS due to the lies of the government, due to the pursuit of the vaccine, which is something we've said here all along. Go back and listen to the shows. Mine and Bradley's both. We've been saying they're going to push this vaccine. This is what they're doing. Now she's seeing it more than a year later. She's seeing the lies that they're engaged in to push the people. And I think her video and the words that she has to say are important because they're either going to clear up some things for some people who are still struggling with that, okay, or they're going to solidify and confirm you guys who support exactly what we've been saying here at the Sons of Liberty. So I don't have the lady's last name. Her her first name is Kirsty, and um, she's obviously distraught and a little and upset because she's giving up everything for her. Okay, she's giving up everything as a nurse. She's come out of the NHS, and I think she still is a little confused on certain things, but she's at least got the right direction in which she's calling out the tyranny that's going on there. And um, so with that said, I want to play this short little video. I think it runs about five minutes, a little over five minutes. And uh, this is Kirsty. NHS. Tonight I've done my last shift on the bank. I resigned from my post, my permanent post, about five weeks ago. I can no longer be part of the lies and the corruption by the government, not by the NHS. I mean, I've absolutely loved working there and working with amazing teams, amazing nurses, amazing, amazing people. But um, silence is consent. As far as I am concerned, um, the hospitals aren't full. The beds aren't full. Beds have been shut. Wards have been shut. Very little people have passed. And I am so sorry to every person that's passed due to 
<clears throat> illness of the coronavirus. My family have lost two people. One deemed questionable about COVID on their death certificate. I've been trying to speak out. I've been writing letters to uh, the government. I've spoke out to Unison. I have... I have um, questioned everything that's been going on for a long period of time. Vaccine rollout, vaccine injury, realising that it's an experimental agent that um, is going to keep going because they need to actually use the lockdowns as an emergency medicine. So they have to keep the lockdowns going to make sure that people are getting vaccinated. There's no emergencies. The hospitals are not busy. They never have been. We've not seen flu. We always see flu every year. And it's so sad because people die. People die and lose their lives. We are born to die. We're born, there's disease, there's viruses. Lockdown isn't is affecting people more than this virus ever has, ever. There's so many of us trying to speak out. There's so many of the colleagues that I've worked with are scared. They're scared of losing their job. That's what's going on. Um, I'm now unemployed. I will start looking for a job. I've been. I've been trying so hard, so hard to reach out. I was on my own for a long period of time and everyone now that I speak to states that they felt so alone, so scared. I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not being part of it. My colleagues, they don't want to be part of it either. They don't want to be part of it either. I honestly don't know what else is going to stop this because the vaccine rollout is going to be happening to our children. I have seen traumatic injuries from the vaccine. They're not getting reported to the yellow card scheme. They're treating the symptoms, not asking why, why it's happening. It's just treating the symptoms and when you speak about it, you're you're dismissed. Like you're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy because every other colleague I've spoke to is terrified to speak out. They've had enough. They've had enough of the mask wearing. My head is splitting every shift from wearing a mask in a ward with six, six patients. I'm looking after six patients sometimes. I've been doing bank work. So I've been going around all the wards and I can see in every ward they're treating this pandemic different. They've got beds shot in some wards and not in others. And then Nicola Sturgeon's on on the television saying the hospital saved the NHS, but the beds are empty. Guys, this is not what it seems. So please, 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 Listen, nurses and doctors, pharmacists, 
paramedics, NHS, 1-1-1-24 workers, call workers, the doctors, GPs, physios, OTs, alternative therapy medicines. These people are coming forward and we are all going to speak out. We are all going to speak out. We're going to speak the truth. And I'm sorry that the government have influenced you by control of social media, control of mainstream media, and you haven't listened. This is it now. It stops now. The lies stop now. I have to speak out. My kids. <sighs> All right, and you can hear the bit of desperation in her voice uh she has removed herself from the nhs she is not going along with their lies you know god bless you Kirsty. um again we're going to try to bring her on the show to tell her tell her story of what's going on because you know the bible says that two or three witnesses confirm the matter guys this is old and new testament you people who think and I'm going, to, I'm going to just say it straight out. I've, I've spoke about dispensationalism, people supporting the modern state of Israel, trying to pin the tail on the Antichrist rather than know the Christ, and looking for seven years of tribulation, and all this nonsense that has already passed. It has already passed just as Jesus said it would pass. It would come on that generation and the first generation. They're in Jerusalem. Quit looking to that stuff and start looking to start looking ahead. Quit being doom and gloom and following after cultists who have taught you that stuff. And they are cultists. That's where it came from. John Darby teaching the, the lies and the errors of dispensationalism. If you don't know what that is, I'm not, I don't have enough time to go through it. Look it up on your, on your own. See what it is. If you're buying into that, if you were taught that, you need to look at your Bible and study your Bible. Don't play Bible ping pong with it. Go verse by verse through a book, and you tell me how you can hold that. Because I can tell you this. We had Chuck Baldwin on, and I'll put this in the um, archives for those of you who disagree with me. We had Chuck Baldwin on last Monday. And he was talking about how he taught it for like 25 years, and he had to repent. Because that's the what he was taught. I can tell you, I was taught that as a young Christian, and immediately when I started to have to teach the Bible verse by verse, through there, there is no way you can hold that. There is no way you can hold it. And I was left in a conundrum because I was like, well, this isn't what this says. The law remains. Okay? This is how we can preach the gospel to sinners. If the law is done away with, completely done away with, there is no law to hold up to show people they are a sinner. Because sin, John says, is transgression of the law. And remember I told you, uh, when we were playing Tony Roman uh, just a little while ago, where there is no law, there is no transgression. That's what Tony's saying. There's no law for you to come in here and tell me we got to have masks. There's no law that tells us we have to have social distancing. And even if you write it, it's an immoral law, which means it's no law. There certainly isn't any authority in the Constitution. Okay? There's, no, there's, there's nothing about that. But the doom and gloomers, here's, here's what they're doing. They're feeding off their flesh. They're not walking in the Spirit. They're feeding off their flesh. Oh, we're going to get raptured out of here and go be with the Lord. We're not going to have to face any of this stuff that our brothers and sisters have faced for 2,000 years or more from tyrants, from those who oppose God. They don't want to face persecution. 
They want to be out of it. I got a word for you. Your brothers and sisters are being persecuted by antichrists in China, in Israel, all in, in Muslim nations, all across here, all across the, the, the earth. Your brothers and sisters are being persecuted in the states. So don't talk to them and don't talk to me about getting raptured out of here so you don't endure any persecution. The Bible tells us that those who choose to live godly will face persecution. Are you better than your Lord, the one you call Lord? Because Jesus was put up on the cross for it. If you think you are, you are sadly mistaken. You're in error and you're in need of repentance. You really are. I got invited, uh, I played for you our, my interview with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on Friday. And um, afterwards, uh, Dr. Tenpenny invited me to speak at her happy hour. That's going to be on April the 13th, 6 o'clock. It's on Instagram. Now, I got an Instagram account. I don't know a thing about how to use it. I just post stuff over there and that's it. Okay. But I'm going to be speaking on this passage. Joshua chapter 1. And if you remember, Moses has died. Okay? The man God used to bring the people of Israel out of Egypt. He's he's dead now. God had done all these wonderful works through Moses and come behind him. Pillar of fire, cloud by day, fed the people, kept their shoes going, their clothes going, everything. God provided for them. They were slaves in Egypt and he delivered them. Moses was a type of Christ. But so was Joshua. And you remember that when Joshua and Caleb, which that's exactly why I named my son Caleb. My father, when he preached, always loved to preach about Caleb. Interestingly, my brother's middle name is Joshua. Actually, first name is Joshua. So we got a Joshua and a Caleb in our family. But you got to remember, Caleb was a guy who was old in age, and when he came in to the new land here, he said, I'll take that mountain. This is an old guy. He's probably like 80 at the time. But Joshua and Caleb were those who went into the land, scouted it out with 12 other spies to the land that God had promised them. And he said, came back with Joshua and he said, The giants, they're a piece of cake. They're bread in our hands. That's what they are. The other spies were what? Oh, they're giants. We can't defeat these guys. Now, who is believing God? Who is believing God? Because God said, I'm going to give you this land. Let me ask you something. What is your attitude? Is your attitude, oh, the globalists are overrunning us. Oh, the globalists are going to do this. Oh, the Biden administration is going to do this. Now look, you will see on our site where we point out what these people are planning to do. We don't do that so that you go gloom and doom. It's so you know your enemy. It's so you can attack where the enemy is. And what they're doing. So you can stand against it. So you can resist it. And as I said the other day, if you got a problem with that and you go, that's not very Christian, Tim. 
Maybe you haven't been reading your Bible. This is exactly what Moses did when he walked into Pharaoh's court and he said, let my people go. He resisted the tyranny. And he called on Pharaoh to obey God. Let my people go. And God told Moses when he went in there, he says, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. He told him that before Moses even saw Pharaoh. And then what what happened? When the message came, not only did God harden Pharaoh's heart, Pharaoh hardened his own heart with his rebelliousness against God. And yet Moses resisted the tyranny. Did Daniel resist tyranny? Yep. King said, ain't nobody going to pray to any God except for me for 30 days. What did Daniel do? Oh, King, please, please don't put me through this. Is that what Daniel did? I, I have to pray to my God. You got to let me. He didn't go to the king about that. He went to God. He continued praying just like he did three days, a week, three times a day. He resisted the tyranny. What do we see with John the Baptist? He stood against Herod and he said, and Herod's an Edomite. But he looked at him and he said, look, it is unlawful for you to have your brother Philip's wife while he lives. Why is that? Was he talking about Roman law? Hmm? He's talking about the law of God. You're committing adultery, Herod. Repent. Stop doing that. It's unlawful for you to do it. That's, that's John's message. And for that, Herod's wife and her daughter conspired against him to have John's head cut off. Yep, they were resisting tyranny, folks. All the prophets, when you go through the book of Hebrews and you read from Abraham all the way through the prophets and stuff and they were exalted, what happened? Hmm? The prophets were resisting the tyrant kings who were leading the people astray. They had departed wickedly from their God. They had departed from the law that they were supposed to uphold. Let me tell you something. When you watch that video of Tommy Roman, and I know some of you are going to watch it two or three times, it is so good what he says. And I don't care if he's reading off a teleprompter. He's got 14 minutes of stuff to say. say. He wrote it. He wants to be on point in what he's saying. Good for him. He is doing the same thing. He is resisting. It is the same spirit that resists that tyranny according to the law. It's not being rebellious. It is being faithful to the law. Well, we're not under law. I know I can I can hear people because I deal with them all the time. We're not under law, we're under grace. Yes, we are. And grace enables us to reject the tyranny. It enables us to reject the sin, which is the violation of the law, that we face individually. There's a story of when a Roman general would come into into the city after he had conquered their enemies. And they would bring all of the enemies that they had captured with them. And they would offer incense to their gods and stuff. And in doing so, what they would do is, for the people on the outside, it was a celebration. Their team had won, if you will. 
For the prisoners, the smell of that incense was the scent of death. Paul talks about this in Corinthians. He says, when we preach the gospel, sometimes it's a fragrance of life unto life, and sometimes it's of death unto death. The gospel goes out, and for whomever God has appointed it to go to, to save them, it's a fragrance of life. They receive life from that because they turn from their sin. They embrace the Lord Jesus, and they love God, and they love their fellow man. Their want to is changed. For the other guys, it hardens them in their sin. This is the picture that that Paul gives in Corinthians when he talks about this. Here's the message that Tony has here. The message he has, for those of you who embraced it during when I played it, and you said, oh, we need more guys like this. This is great. Amen. It's a fragrance of life to you. It's a fragrance of life to you. Why? Because it is a resistance of tyranny. It is an upholding of the law. It is a calling for justice, which guards our liberty, by the way. And for those that it's directed at who remain unrepentant, like Gavin Newsom and all of his little agents of the state who try to enforce his edicts, not law, it's a fragrance of death to them. I think Tony Roman puts the fear of God in some of these guys. I really do. Because he's not going to be somebody you're going to frivolously deal with. He's dug his heels in. He's done what he's needed to do. And he's going to win the day. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to win the day. Why? Because he's faithful to what he has. He's faithful to what he has. Guys, I pray that you'll be strong. Again, I was going back to Joshua. When he was left, and I got just a couple of, of seconds here before the show ends. When he was left, Moses had gone on. He was told, be very strong and courageous. That you may observe to do all according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right or the left. Don't turn to the Republicans or the Democrats. That thou may prosper wherever thou goest. The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. We spoke about this yesterday at church. David meditated on the law. Why? I hide your word in my heart that I might not what? sin against you, that I might not violate the law, and that I might resist those who would. I pray that's true for you today, those of you who are listening. Stand fast. Be courageous. Don't turn to the right or left. Obey God. Honor Him. Glorify Him. And you'll win the day. Sure. 23 hours. We'll be back with you. Don't forget to catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern Time today. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. See ya.